I was grateful, but honestly, I was worried that first, the unexpected trip home and then the money was a way of breaking up with me. That's the lawyer for the girlfriend of the scumbag a-hole shooter murderer. Um, why she got a lawyer speaking? Does she not speak English? Um, I think she, well, she speaks some English. Do you, but do you, do you get a lawyer <clears throat> if your if your boyfriend kills a bunch of people? Yes. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I just because you have a million people asking everything. He's a spokesman and and a lawyer, so he doesn't say the wrong thing. I would guess. What's the wrong thing to say if you tell the truth? <clears throat> How could you possibly say the wrong thing? If somebody, if if <laughs> the idea of my wife, she wouldn't be, a, well, she's a mass fly swatter. My God, does she turn murderous when there are flies in the house. But I, I don't know. I appreciate your, your, uh, your, your cool uh, confidence in the wake of the unimaginable. I'm not getting a lawyer. <clears throat> I would just answer the questions. So it just makes me wonder. Yeah, but you wouldn't answer all the questions all the time from all the media. You don't have to. Who's going to make you? That's another thing I say anytime. If something ever happens in your life, you don't have to talk to the media. It's not required. Well, right, exactly. But they would hound you. Hound you constantly. Funny nose and glasses. All right. There you go. I'm at the end of my inquiry. (laughs) I I have been defeated. But uh, so she says she thought when dude sent her away... And then sent her a hundred grand, which she wasn't expecting. Right, hundred thousand dollars to buy a house for her and her family. She thought he was breaking up with her. Well, so would I. You want me to buy a house in the Philippines and live there, but you live in uh, Nevada. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I know how much you like the Philippines, so why don't you just live there? Yeah, she thought he was getting rid of her. So who knows what was going on in this oh, yeah. SOB's mind. He you know, he had actual feelings for her and wanted her to have a good life, knowing he was probably going to die, or he just wanted to keep her away long enough that he could pull off his scumbaggery. His a-holishness... Um, or who knows what was going on in his head. But, yeah, that was kind of interesting. And she she legitimately seems to me to be, like, completely clueless on the whole thing. Like I said yesterday, what's my story? She's not going to say this out loud. I'm I'm a cocktail waitress in the high roller room, and then I meet rich guys and make them my boyfriend, or they make me their girlfriend. Right. I have sex with him, and he buys me stuff. That's what I know. Exactly. It seems to be working out all right. Yeah. The fact that he was a murderous whatever, no, I didn't know that, which... I get no sense that that's not the case. Um, and then the the sheriff uh, saying a couple things yesterday, including about the, the, the security guard that's now being hailed as a hero, but uh, throwing out there that the, the guy may not have acted alone. And so that's got all kinds of people speculating all kinds of different things. I'm, I'm sorry, the security guard is saying that? or No, separate story. Oh, okay. The sheriff commented on the security guard being a hero, which I will talk about soon. But the sheriff also yesterday brought up the idea of uh, another person being involved in the shooting, which had everybody going crazy trying to figure out what's going on there. It's, he's not saying like somebody else was in the room and escaped, is he? I don't think so. I, did, I didn't really follow this. I just saw the headline yesterday. Yeah. But I was watching, like, for instance, I was watching Mark Stein, who I really like and is a serious dude. Yeah, and a very funny one, but saying a serious Saying thinker. this doesn't add up. There's something going on. Either they're hiding terrorism from us, or uh, there was another person involved, but things don't add up. Which is not usually, Mark Stein's usually not the kind of guy who says that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I, yeah. Well, like I say, I probably shouldn't be commenting because I didn't read any stories about this or anything yesterday. But I will tell you that I read a lot of things in a lot of places that at least a third of them were they had the stench of maybe made up. There's a lot of stuff flying around now, as usual, that may or may not be made up. And I just wonder what he saw and what he based that on. So the, the quote from the actual sheriff is, at face value, he had to have some help at some point, and we want to ensure that that's the answer. Maybe he was superhuman and figured this out all on his own, but it would be hard for me to believe that. Whether so, it's setting up all the security right. cameras. And this was in the same press conference where they were discussing all the explosives found in the car. And me, my read of this is he's thinking there was some help in the planning stages and acquisition of all these things, not necessarily in in the the, the act in it of itself. But again, that's just me reading. It's it's. Well, I'm not the sheriff of anything, but I could see where a very bright guy could step by step plan out how to do this over without, many years. Yeah, without help, I don't. I'm not sure I agree. But again, I don't have the evidence he does. You would need training. I was talking to my brother yesterday who makes his living shooting weapons like that and teaching people how to do them. He said, this guy obviously had training, but you could get that. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, and he might have been at this for years. Who knows? He's obviously a very weird dude. But the sheriff uh, also did hail the security guard as a hero and talked about how amazing it is that the security guard didn't die. So the security guard, and he's one of those hotel security guards, apparently doesn't have a gun. He's got, you know, a whistle and keys and walks around. Um and 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 he heard the commotion coming from the room, and he tried to get in. He you, and he knew he had to know it was gunshots. Oh yeah, and everything like that. Yeah. He's unarmed, and he tried to get in. And scumbag fired two hundred rounds at him. Wow! Which is why the sheriff said wow, it's amazing. He's alive. yeah, that's unimaginable. And he got shot in the leg, and that's why the sheriff said it's amazing he's alive, and it's amazing he um he did what he did because you know. I don't know what he makes as a security guard with no gun walking around the hotel, but it ain't, uh, you know, you're not exactly sworn to serve and protect, I don't think. And uh, Well, right, yeah, or get shot at yeah. or shot. 200 rounds and only one of them hit him. And the the fact that he was trying to get in the door and the guy had to turn and shoot 200 rounds at him, who knows how many people didn't die because of that. Right. Um, obviously, which is, uh, by the way, the new policy now with active shooters, the cops engage as quickly as possible. The whole set up a perimeter and wait for the SWAT guys thing is that's uh, of the past. Engage immediately because the minute a shooter feels threatened, his his murder and times are over. Right now he's trying to defend himself. Well, it's because there was a couple of horrific circumstances. Right, it was a painful learning process. But so this unarmed security guy with the whistle and he went to pounding on the door and trying to get in, trying to get in with his keys. God, he and could the, have saved many lives. You said, yeah. "Oh my God!" And then so he then he gets shot in the leg. He calls down to say, "You know, I know what room it is. Send up help." The police come up there, and then he he directed the police toward the room and helped them clear rooms until the police finally said, "You got to get medical attention. You got to go home or go to the hospital or whatever. Yeah, get out of here and let us do that." And so he's being hailed as a hero and gets out of the hospital today. Wow! But. Wow, do we know this gent's name? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. It, oh, God. Jesus Campos. Uh, okay, now somebody's going to search out everything he's oh, ever geez. done in his past and Ken bone him. Yeah, he is going to get Ken boned, which is so not cool. I know. But that is so going to happen. I know. Oh, the internet is the worst and the best. That well, is, here's to you, Jesus. That's absolutely going to happen. I hope he never has to pay for a meal again in Vegas. Yeah, no kidding. 
They got they just got to give him a special card or something, yeah. and he shouldn't pay for anything in Vegas for the rest of his life. Oh, he's going to get Ken boned. Does everybody know what that means? If you come to the attention of the Internet, everything about you will be researched and disclosed, including your worst moment. Maybe we all ought to sit here in silence, which would probably set off some sort of alarm here at the Radio Ranch, but <laughs> that we're off the air. Um, sit here in silence and contemplate, all right, what was my very worst moment that any human being on Earth could possibly be aware of? The dumbest, most cruel, d- d- idiotic, disloyal thing I've ever done in my life, and contemplate then uh, everybody knowing about it. That's being Ken Boned. Well, if this guy, if he ever said anything racist on Facebook, if he looks at porn, you know, neither of those things are crimes, by the way. Uh, that will be out there by the end of the day. Ken Boned, of course, of course, the jovial and Zoftig red sweater wearing questioner at one of the campaign town halls during the election cycle, which seems like it was 200 years ago. <laughs> and for like a few hours, it was kind of charming and funny, and people talked about his sweater, and remember the sweater sold out oh, yeah. at Macy's or whatever. <laughs> Big red sweaters. But then somebody looked into his past and figured out his online name, and that he'd looked at porn or something like that, and then that's out in the... jeez. <sighs> was he the guy who saw Jennifer Lawrence naked? And yeah. pronounced that a certain body part of hers was very nice. He said, I liked it. I liked it. And that, that happened again recently. Oh, the, the hot the hot firefighter cop dudes. Well, there was that. There was also the, remember the, the tour bus at the Oscars or the Emmys that Jimmy Kimmel yep. was hosting? And all of a sudden it was, oh, no, that guy got out of prison that morning, was taking selfies with Denzel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and we know all about his crimes and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then recently there were some hot Florida cops who were involved in hurricane cleanup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That went viral because they're yeah. firefighters and cops and they're attractive. And then somebody put out this guy's, he'd, he'd dressed as Hitler to Halloween party or who, whatever it <laughs> whatever was. Whatever it was. <laughs> it doesn't the, matter. The librarian who refused the Dr. Seuss books, who then people found out dressed up as Cat in the Hat not too long <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, but she had it coming. <laughs> yeah. She didn't get Ken Bone. She came out and decided to make herself the focus of, of, of a Touché. ridiculously stupid. Stupidly anti-Trump, you know, blast. Yeah, at least that's a unearthing something legitimate to the story for right. Wirefield. No, no, but, but, absolutely. But, but just pointing out you dressed as Hitler at a Halloween party f- 14 years ago as you're going viral because it you... It was 1988. It was more than 14 years ago. <laughs> oh, God. For the record, I have never dressed as any chancellor of Germany at any party. Not, not even Hel- Merkel? Not... Angela Merkel, not Helmut Kohl, none of them. <laughs> Never have. Uh, well, I hope that doesn't happen with Jesus Campos. There's a lot of people out there that are willing to do amazing things to help others. Yeah. We're certainly wow. learning that in the last wow. week. That's an amazing story. I'm looking at this 16 unanswered questions about the shooting. I, I find that intriguing. I tell you what. Uh, yeah, there there are some that are intriguing. There are some that are a little dumb. There are some that have been answered now. They're answered questions. So this lady would carry around crushed up like glass in her purse. She'd eat a meal, then she'd put it in her food, complain to management, and get a free meal. And she did this a gazillion times. That was her thing. Are we all thinking the same thing? A King Solomon-like punishment? Now you are going to eat it. Wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow.
Right? I, I wasn't thinking that. You did dress as Hitler. I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Former boxing champion George Foreman has challenged former action star Steven Seagal to fight him in the ring. The winner will be our next president. Yeah. Wow. That's, That's the way we do it. <laughs> That's funny. So I have read an article in the New York Times about how in 477 days we've had 521 mass shootings in America. I've also read an article in the Washington Post how in the last 15 years we've had 90 mass shootings. Those are completely different numbers. They couldn't be more uh, different. Different definitions. How do you look at that stuff? Well, we'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. A lot of the stuff you hear, I mean, it's, well, yeah, different definitions, that sort of thing. Um, you have how many unanswered questions? We'll run down that a little bit later, too. 16, Jack, although one of them at least has been answered. Um, and, and I wanted to do... Um, I want to look at all the videos they, they mentioned purporting to show uh, second shooters' locations, et cetera, et cetera, because I haven't actually watched them yet. Um, but they're claiming there are multiple videos that show shots coming from around the fourth floor. Yeah, I've heard that a few places, too. I always just dismiss that stuff because they say that about any time there's something, an event like this. Conspiracy people come out and say those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's definitely a flickering light there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so more on that later. Also, the whole gun debate. It's pretty interesting. I, I like to read things when it comes to reading. I like to read things that delve into the abyss beneath our illusory sense of connection with the world. Oh, yeah. So that's why I was happy that this guy named Ishiguro won the Nobel Prize in Literature. Because the he writes old abyss. Because he writes about the abyss beneath our illusory sense of connection with the world. Right. Which is, you know, my thing. Right. Just glance down. There it is. The abyss. He wrote the book Remains of the Day, which got turned into a movie. You might know that. You might remain that, that might relate to you somehow. The Remains of the Day with Anthony Re- Hopkins. Remember that movie? Oh yeah. Yeah. He wrote the book. Anyway, uh Was the only, that about the abyss? The only reason I bring this up, I bring this up for two reasons. So like scary monsters down there, or what kind of book is it? I don't want to watch Anthony Hopkins movies. It's the year of Bob Dylan's one-year reign as the current Nobel laureate mm. uh, in literature, which some people liked and some people did not. <laughs> I was reading this well, article. You can go to hell. I was reading this article in the New York Times where uh, some well-known author said, I'm a Dylan fan, but this is an ill-conceived nostalgia award wrenched from the rancid prostates of senile gibbering hippies. <laughs> <laughs> They should have given the award to him. That's some good writing right there. He knows some good words. Maybe I'm being a jerk. <laughs> but I Rancid us- prostates. I usually look for the politics in the Nobel Prize for Literature because there almost always happens to be whoever won it. It's related to some story that's going on in, in, at the time. Right. Almost always. This guy, is uh, his family's from Japan. They moved to England when he was a kid, so they're European immigrants. I'm thinking that's the angle, since that's such a hot issue. Ah, yes. Could be. Although he wrote the old uh, Remains of the Day book that right. everybody enjoyed so ah, much about. Yes. The Abyss Beneath Us. A butler who sacrificed body and soul to service in the years leading up to World War II realizes too late... How misguided his loyalty to his lordly emperor, to his lordly employer, not emperor. Yeah, right, right. 
Uh, Hello, so, thanks for bringing up the Emperor, Sean. Never forget. So, December 7, 41. Hmm? So 25 times this girl named Caitlin Murphy, 31-year-old, 25 different times she went into restaurants with glass shards in her uh, purse, and then she would eat her meal, sprinkle them on the food, then complain to management, look, there's glass shards here. Sometimes even cutting her own mouth. Oh, So boy. she'd be bleeding. Oh, boy. So she could either get a gift certificate or... Uh, but apparently, somehow, somebody was uh, mentioning to the police that they had this, and, and the police, wait a second, we heard about a woman claiming glass shards, it's the same, wait a second. Right. And they figured it out. Yeah. So she, the, the jig is up on her on her cool plan. What's uh, what's the charge? Filing a, Being well, an did she file a, a report? Did you, I mean, she's obviously committed fraud. Are those innkeepers? Defrauding an innkeeper? Could be. Or could be. It's a crime Jack has admitted to uh, perpetrating in the past. Yeah, because I uh, attended two movies for the price of one ticket. And that's defrauding an innkeeper. It's actually a crime. Watched a movie, then went to a different movie. That's not exactly what I did. I started to watch a movie, decided it sucked, and then went to a different movie. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Huh. I thought this is I think that's more defensible. So if you'd gone to the, the teenage ticket taker up front and said... Hey, the movie I started to watch really blows. Is it cool if I watch a different one? And they'd said, no, all right. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you would have been in the clear. Yeah. But your mistake was creeping around like like a thief in the night. And as it is, I'm on the lamb. <laughs> That's right. There is a warrant. Hiding, oh. hiding in plain sight. That'd be hilarious. Uh, you get pulled over for failure to use a turn signal or something, and a cop says, wait a minute, there's a warrant out for this man. You defrauded an innkeeper in 1999. Uh, more scumbaggery in the news. 64-year-old guy in Minnesota is going to finally lose his driver's license after his 28th drunk driving arrest. 28? 28? And he's just now going to lose his license. What the hell, Minnesota? Check yourselves. I understand drinking's the only way to get yourself through the Minnesota winter. Trust me, I'm from Chicago. I get it. Uh, but That's a record, by the way. That's why it's in the news. 28. Yeah, but, but, but seriously... After, I don't know, 23, they didn't say, this guy's got to be in jail. He won't stop driving, obviously. I I assume he didn't have a license anymore. Please tell me he didn't have a license anymore. No, he had a license with some restrictions. Yeah, he's going to lose his license now. He was not allowed to uh, drive uh, or operate a vehicle intoxicated at all. Or not having any well, drink at I all. I hope not. Neither am I. <laughs> yeah, really? Well, he couldn't drink at all. You can have oh, a beer. Okay, I got you. He was not. He was not supposed to drink. Did anything, he have though. the blow in it too before you can start? Come on, Minnesota, Jake. This is what happens when you elect Al Franken your senator. All decency just crumbles. He's been to like nineteen rehabs in that whole thing. He's an incorrigible drunk. Yeah. Get him a bus pass. Well, get him a jail cell first of all. And then if he is ever out again, give him a bus pass and tell him, you, if we see you in a car, you're in jail for the rest of your life. I'm not sure you can just invent laws like that <laughs> in America, come to think of it. I'm like the president dismissing various people's debts. <laughs> One more quick story. So Brooke Shields did an interview yesterday where she mentioned that uh, Donald Trump had once asked her out many years ago. When Please they were... tell me she was uh, an adult at the time. Oh, it yeah, wasn't what... like the <laughs> no. Blue Lagoon years. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was in 1996, so uh, 20 years ago. Let's call it 20 years ago. So he'd have been 50, and she's 50, so she'd have been 30. Uh, so he's in his 50s, she's in his 30s. And this is Trump's line, which is not surprising, according to Brooke Shields. 
He calls her up. She says, I was on vacation doing a movie, and he called me right after he had gotten a divorce from Marla Maples. And he said, I really think we should date because you're America's sweetheart, and I'm America's richest man, and people would love it. That's well, the way he asked me out. right off my feet. That's the way he asked out Brooke Shields. <laughs> then take her furniture shopping, which is another one of his moves. Apparently, you're yeah. young and hot. I mean, he doesn't even he doesn't even try on the like I'm a lot of fun or a nice guy or a, or, or or whatever. And you know, let her come to the conclusion. You know, I'm rich. He just yeah. leads with that. I'm the richest guy in America, so I think we should date. And I'll bet that works most of the time, by well, the way. And, and his appeal to positive press. People would love that. <laughs> yeah. so, that's, but I uh, wouldn't love it, she's thinking. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm happy for people. <laughs> I'm a people. Yes, I'm one it. of them. <laughs> I hate the idea. Well, that's, I tell you what, he is a fascinating character. If you could get a nonpartisan panel of people to... to Try to reach an understanding of his psyche. I mean, I'd be so interested in that. I mean, a guy who 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 calls People Magazine was it, and poses as his own <laughs> right, publicist. Right. Uh, that's odd. That's odd. Yeah, I'm sure as hell glad he's president, not Hillary. Don't get me wrong, friends. I bet that line works a lot dating, though. Sure. I mean, I don't know that you want to date the sort of person it works on, but uh, I'm the richest guy in America, so you want to go out. That's your line. Apparently, that's his line. Well, and you know what? If, if if I was a woman, I'd think, well, there's no way he's getting his hands on me, but that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah how, I'll go out how, with you. Yeah, how would you not at least consider, well, this would be interesting. No yeah. doubt about it, it would be interesting. He's not a bad-looking guy. He's, uh, I wonder what he's really like. Sure, I, you could go out to dinner. He'd take you to Paris, the furniture shop. Or, I get to fly <laughs> in his plane? Yeah, sure. Okay. Go pick out some towels at Bed Bath & Beyond, whatever. She was dating Andre Agassi at the time, so she said no. Ah. That's what did it in. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, chilling report. The Vegas shooter was booking rooms overlooking other huge outdoor events before it all went down in Las Vegas. Major West Coast cities plan to house the homeless, put them in tough sheds, and we've got two more examples of how Amazon is taking over the world. No doubt. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Brief period of Bob Dylan being the Nobel laureate at the time. Nostalgia award wrench from the rancid prostates of senile gibbering hippies. That's how he got it. Marshall is a man who's had prostate issues. You've got to resent that. I do. That's, uh, that's cold and unfeeling <laughs> by that person. Stay tuned for all the news coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. What in the world was this murderous scumbag's plan? Uh, it's getting more and more interesting. What a fascinating uh, profile, you know? Yeah. Like if you're watching a CSI or one of those shows where they're trying to figure out somebody. This guy's strange to figure out. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Turns out the Vegas shooter had his eyes on other targets. TMZ reporting the shooter booked two rooms in a hotel that overlooked the massive Lollapalooza outdoor concerts in Chicago. Rooms reserved during the festival's four-day run in August. Those rooms at the Blackstone Hotel, located right across the street from Grant Park, where 400,000 people, including Malia Obama, squeezed in to watch big musical acts over the four-day period. I have attended that very festival. As I recall, I got very drunk. It was a great time. I'm glad nobody shot at us. So he clearly had an idea. 
Oh, yeah. These music festivals, he could shoot down from above. Well, and you said he'd actually booked a room? Oh, he booked two rooms. Booked the rooms, never showed up. This was during the four-day run. Wow. That's not all. Investigators are now looking into whether the shooter rented multiple condos in late September overlooking another outdoor concert in Las Vegas that featured Chance the Rapper and Lord. He allegedly rented multiple condos at the Ogden Complex in downtown Vegas, which overlooked the location of the Life is Beautiful Festival. So he rented rooms in August in Chicago, didn't show up. Rented rooms in September for this other uh, show, didn't show up. But he's he's like moving from venue to venue. Yeah. And and what was going on that caused him not to do it then and for months. Right. He was deciding how to shoot up a music uh, festival. So it's the, it's as far away from snapped as you can get. Because oh, yeah. I mean he is planning and thinking about this for months if not years and at no point thought, you know, maybe I shouldn't kill a bunch of innocent people. So what whatever that means about his psyche. I can't imagine. Um, I mean, that is a level of evil and uh, disturbedness that I, it's, it's difficult to comprehend. Right. Turns out Oakland is getting ready to move homeless people from encampments into temporary shelters known as tough sheds. The Oakland City Council voted to approve an ordinance allowing the tough shed shelters uh, while homeless people wait for permanent housing. I had a tough shed. A couple of houses ago, yep. <clears throat> I lived in there as long as I was warm, and and it kept mm-hmm. the ra- and, and it kept the rain off my head. Right, it's perfectly acceptable place to live. Mayor Wouldn't Li- want to live in one during a hurricane or something. No, but. Mayor Libby Schaff saying the city can't wait for new structures to be built, so uh, they're uh, calling the tough sheds up to serve as temporary measures that allow the homeless people to get off the sidewalk. And we've got Amazon now out testing its own delivery service of the West Coast that could compete with UPS and FedEx. Reportedly part of Amazon's plan to expand the service throughout the United States. Soon they will do everything. Indeed. Indeed. You'll get your packages, uh, all your products from Amazon, your packages from Amazon. You go have an Amazon hamburger, a little soft-term Amazon ice cream. Mm -hmm. Buy your life insurance from Amazon. We get Amazon packages daily because we do practically all our shopping through Amazon. And the, the thing where they hire people to deliver, which it's fine, and it works well, and we've never had a bad experience, but you get a lot of random people in sketchy cars pulling in your driveway <laughs> all every day. Right. And it's just, you know, not used to that sort of thing. You always wonder, who's that? Why are they here? Oh, they're delivering our mayonnaise that we ran out of. They <laughs> 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 just send it to our house. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. 16 unanswered questions about the Las Vegas shooting that the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about. Those are not my words, but they are from the Zero Hedge website, which I find to be uh, quite compelling and insightful at times. One theory has been blown out of the water by the news Marshall just did, I think, that a bunch of texters have hit us with. So we'll get into that, I suppose. Okay. All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This could you got to make the assumption he had to have some help at some point. That little offhand comment from the sheriff has caused a lot of people to speculate. There was already a lot of conspiracy talk around. Um, Mark Stein pointed out yesterday, he's a commentator I like, that when you don't have a lot of answers, people are going to speculate. And that's true. That's, that is well put. That's well put. I was just watching a video about the uh, murderer's father, the psychopath criminal who Ended up opening an illegal bingo parlor in beautiful Springfield, Oregon. 
Uh, shout out to the people of Springfield. I wonder how many of y'all uh, inadvertently played illegal bingo at this parlor. Parlor of deceit. Anyway, so uh, 16 unanswered questions about Las Vegas shooting the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about. Um, I have gone through these uh, unanswered questions, and I find them a mix of uh, really interesting investigatory questions, complete crap in some Mm -hmm. cases, and uh, fairly useful examples of, of questions that the media isn't asking, even though they're really interesting. You cannot, my friends, we've said many times, you cannot be cynical enough about politicians. You cannot understand how lacking in curiosity a lot of journalists are these days and what pack animals they are. They just run with the herd, do what the rest of the animals in the herd are doing, and exhibit absolutely no independent thought. So kind of a mix of those things in in this bag. Um, Number one, uh, photos of Stephen Paddock's hotel room have been leaked. One of those photos appears to show a suicide note. Why hasn't the public been told what is in that note? Uh, Number one, they almost never disclose that sort of thing. And uh, the sheriff has come out and said, well, it's not a suicide note. I'm comfortable telling you that much. So the answer is they just they don't. And we have an idea. I don't think it's a big deal at all. But that's just me. Were there additional shooters? And then uh, there's a list with links of various videos that were taken that seemed to show shooting from a much lower floor. Um, it, uh, it it could easily be reflections sure. um, that are happening at the same time as the gunfires. I don't I don't find them compelling at all, and I have no interest in this per se. Um, I, I always think it's interesting that there can be mountains of quote unquote official evidence that is uh, distrusted by the conspiracy theorist type, but a single grainy video that could show a dozen different things or have been taken three years ago is is utterly compelling to them and utterly convincing. But that's the way y'all roll, and I hope you're amused. Um, so I just, I, I, there's one more video I need to look at. Maybe we'll revisit this. Why were law enforcement authorities discussing another suspect on the fourth floor, and why isn't the mainstream media talking about this? I've heard that a couple places, too. I hadn't looked into it, that uh, at some point, because they're playing the communications between the cops. Another thing I'm not sure that we all need to hear. But anyway, at some point, somebody says something about multiple shooters. Right. But they could have been confused. Well, right. See, that's the thing. That's interesting and probably worth looking into. But, well, you know, what's a, whose axiom is it? Razor's axiom or... Uh, Ackman's razor. Ackman's razor, or, you know, with four blades instead of three. Um Usually the most obvious. The first lifts and separates. (laughs) Um, That the most obvious answer is usually the correct one. There was a great deal of confusion. Yeah. And yeah, I think that'd be settled with uh, an officer saying, I thought there were two shooters. Turned out there were one. That's the end of that. Then uh, he, he points to another author who said it would have been impossible for the murderer to kill and wound as many people as he did in less than five minutes of shooting with the kinds of weapons he's alleged to have used. Uh, number one, I just disagree factually oh, on yeah. that. And also, not all of those people were wounded by gunfire. Fire. There were a lot of injuries in the panic. But, so uh, that yeah. point is just poor. That's I haven't heard weak. from any military-type people that, that that they're shocked that you could kill that many people with that amount of time with a gun like that. Yeah, if you... Uh, how in the world did Paddock get uh, 42 guns and several thousand rounds of ammo into his hotel room have without ever, anyone noticing? Have you ever been to Vegas? Come on now. A cart with uh, a bunch of different suitcases on it. That's so common in Vegas. A lot of, especially high rollers. Got the women's with all their outfits they're going to wear. And I mean, the, 
And, you know, it's Las Vegas. Whatever you're bringing in and a whole bunch of suitcases, that's part of Vegas. Booze, drugs, crazy clothes, sex toys, whatever. So that's... uh, That's... That's a nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. Six, how did someone with, quote, no military background that wasn't a gun guy at all, that's a quote, operate such advanced weapons? Well, clearly he was a gun guy. Yeah. And you can get plenty of firearms training. (laughs) And then he cites a completely ridiculous news uh, site to make a further point. Um, It takes extensive training, experience, and stamina. There are quite literally hundreds of thousands of videos of people using uh, AR-15s or similar rifles uh, outfitted with bump stocks. Um, Teenagers, women, doughy-looking dudes shooting them. Yeah, it's tiring if you did it over an extended period, um, but that this point is just silly. He wasn't a gun guy, except for the 42 guns he legally purchased over 25 years. Other than that, he wasn't a gun guy. It's impossible to operate such a system in a sustained, effective manner that we witnessed. To set, uh, no, that's just, you're spraying a crowd of tens of thousands of people with gunfire. That's just stupid. We got this text. Wouldn't there be a broken window? Are you following the news? Well, no, on the fourth floor. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, why was one woman telling people in the crowd they were all going to die 45 minutes before the attack? Did that happen? That, well, yeah, according to a couple of people, it did. Mm-hmm. They might be crazy. She might be crazy. It's an interesting question. That's sure. one of those. Um, has anybody looked into this further? I'm sure Although, they are. Right. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but they don't publicize everything they're doing. That's yeah, one, of, yeah. One key to all this is you get confused between uh, official investigations and the media. Like, newspaper reporters or cameras showing up at a guy's house and interviewing his brother's got nothing to do with the investigation. It probably hurts it. Why? Yeah, did probably. It, if it does anything, it probably hurts it. Why did it take law enforcement authorities 72 minutes to get into the hotel room? Well, part of it was to find it, then part of it was to assemble the SWAT team without, you know, a bloodbath and, and get in there. He only shot for, was it? 12 minutes, something, something like, like that? that, yeah. Yeah, it was less than 15, I believe, was the official time. Man, okay. the fact that he shot 200 rounds at the door at that security guard is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, oh, by the by, in case you're curious about this, the number of guns, it's because you can't fire that many rounds that quickly without overheating the gun. Um, um, oh, the one thing that Marshall... Not that had... I'm trying to give a how-to course, but a lot of people have asked, why so many? The one thing that Marshall had in his news, because we've gotten a bunch of texts, and I've heard this commentary, he's it's going to turn out he was uh, he hated Trump and the Trump crowd. That's why he picked a country music festival. Well, we now know he had looked at a bunch of different... Lollapalooza is not a bunch of Trump fans. No. So it's that's, that is completely off the... That's not even a conversation as far as I'm concerned. Then there are a couple of questions about the girlfriend and the hundred grand of the Philippines. Those have been answered, really. Uh, was he on antidepressants? Yeah, that story came out yesterday. I don't know if that's been verified or not, that he had a prescription for Valium. And a lot of y'all the other day said that's a common thread with these people, that they're on antidepressants. I don't know enough about that. Yeah, a lot of this is just dumb. I'm disappointed the Zero Res ran this, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) Zero Hedge. Zero Hedge, right. Zero Zero Res res cleans carpet cleaners. They do a beautiful (laughs) job, too, without the harsh chemicals and soaps. There's a lot of talk flying around on the gun stuff and one particular article that was in the Washington Post getting the most attention. We'll talk about coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.